I feel so important when it does the countdown thing. I'm like, wow, this is legit. Good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to Kick Assery. I'm hanging out here with a very, very great friend of mine, Vicky. Uh, Vicky and I go way back. Uh, dirt wasn't quite new, but it, it was a new thing. Um, when, now when you're dating we, me. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> What is Kick Ashery? Kick Ashery is my opportunity to brag on the people in my life. Kick Ashery is the opportunity for me to reach out to those who are, are currently in my life, who have impacted my life at some point in my, in, in my career, my personal life, whatever it is. And that's what it's all about. And I don't apologize for it. So, Vicki, real quick, give us your elevator pitch. Who are you? What are you doing right now? What's going on? You know, I should have been ready for the elevator pitch because I talked to you guys about that. <laughs> I don't know if I have one. Uh, well, currently I'm in real estate. I'm a realtor in the Boise, Idaho area, and I'm really enjoying helping people buy and sell. I represent both sides, sellers and buyers, and, you know, getting getting the price that they need for their home paying the right price for the home, the home of their dreams. Um, and I've actually brought a lot of my financial planning background into helping buyers and sellers um, just with determining is this the right house that you should be in and the right price range. I know you qualified for 400,000, but maybe that's a little bit too much. Um, trying not to bring too much of the mommy side of me in, especially on first time home buyers, but it's hard um, because of my financial background, but um, it has been extremely helpful. And I think that um, my clients overall have really benefited from, from my experience. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, can you try to turn your volume down just a touch if it's not too much? Try that. Better. Is that better on for you? Better, better, better. Let's try that. Let's try that. Okay. So, okay. So I, I need to give a little context here of, of how you and I even know each other. So 18 years ago, 19 years ago. Yes. Are you that old? Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> I'm old. Or at least it looks it. So eight, you don't look a day older than the last time I saw you. I, I'm telling you, you look freaking amazing and i'm little i'm i'm a little bent about that <laughs> um so yeah 18 ish 19 ish years ago um i actually had my buddy kirk on i don't know if you remember kirk chester or not so kirk was on with me a little while ago and kirk drags me down to salt lake city and he's like dude i've got this opportunity you need to check this out and he takes me to a primerica meeting prime america and <laughs> And uh, I was like, holy crap, this is really cool. I signed up. But the support structure down there really wasn't – they weren't in Idaho. It wasn't their market. They didn't have a way to really remotely support me. So Kirk reached out, and he found Vicky. And I, I was really nervous. I was like, okay, because I kind of understood the structure and, and how it all worked. And so I went out and saw Vicky, and, and I'll tell you, it was – Vicky took me in and she taught me the ropes. She helped me out a lot. Um, she made me do a lot of stuff that I absolutely hated because it was needed to grow and be productive. And as they say, the rest is history. And, and Vicky, I, for one, I don't know if I ever thanked you for taking me on. 
You thanked me many times. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for being in my life. <laughs> you know, because holy crap, you know, we, uh, you were, how long had you been in Primerica when I stepped in? Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> I want to, it wasn't that long. You Maybe were in very long. Six months to a year. Okay. Probably ish. Probably right around that year mark, I'm thinking. You advanced really quick. I mean, I you, did. Are, yeah. you, you are freaking phenomenal at anything you touch. <laughs> so you jumped up the ranks really, really quick. And it was, it, my favorite saying of yours, my favorite saying of yours that I still use to this day is an octopus on roller skates. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. We would go into a business meeting. We'd go into a team leadership meeting and Vicki had shit everywhere. She had stacks of everything over here and she had stacks of everything over here and her big ass diet, diet Pepsi right on her desk. And, you know, we'd be going along and, and we'd be like, okay, Vicky, what do we do? You're the coach. We're la, la, la. She's like, right now I'm an octopus on roller skates. There's a whole lot of action, no direction. So we need to get this stuff figured out. Let's go now. Get out of my office. And we're like, okay, what, what do we do now? But one of the things that I still to this day brag about is when we went through that, what was it? The star, the personality test. And when we in the thing that I loved about how we worked as a team was we would we would find something that worked really well and we would figure out how to implement it across the board. And I feel that that was probably one of the most ingenious things that you did with us as a team was you identified for everyone to understand star. There's a gajillion of these personality traits. Star was what we used. It was structure, technology, uh, uh, something, and relationship. I can't remember them all. And Vicky did this amazing thing where she recognized each one of us recruiters as that. And when we would go into our recruiting blitzes, she would break it all down and say, okay, Dale, you get all the relationship people or I think that's what I was. I don't remember what it yes, was. You know, relationship. And, <laughs> and, and you know, you get all these. And then we would match everybody up when we were doing and holy crap it worked. Yeah. It was amazing. So let me ask you, where was that spark of ingenuity that that prompted you to do that? Well, I think um, Primerica was really good at um, training, and they brought that down from my upline. And I read that, and I went, oh, my God, that makes so much sense because I know what drives me, and I don't think what drives me is the same thing that drives you or other people. And I've always felt that you have to put yourself in somebody else's shoes or try to understand that person because they're a different person, but they have all these good qualities and all these opportunities and all these things that they can do, but you just have to figure out what motivates them to do that. And it made so much sense to me at the time. And you are absolutely right. And I've used that through my whole career and everything, even working with buyers and sellers you always try to go to the other side of the table and and try to to hear what they hear, see what they see from their perspective so that you can meet their needs. 
and people just open up to you and they respond to you and they 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 flourish in whatever they're trying to do and and you certainly did that so did all the other people and i did that for me and i always tell people right out of the gate i'm an action personality i'm very type a i am that octopus on roller skates i'm going 100 miles an hour all the time and i love it that's how i am successful so if i am lucky enough to meet somebody in my life that understands that it's always awesome because we just do great together Right, right. And I remember that we did so well on our recruiting for that, I don't know, six, eight months or so that I remember the big wigs from down in California came up and they're like, what the hell are you guys doing? We were kicking ass. <laughs> there was no doubt about it. I mean, granted, the market was perfect for us to yeah. do that. You know, uh, Micron, Micron had a big layoff during that time. Walmart had a big layoff. You know, so it was it was a timing thing as well. Yes. But you recognize the timing and, you know, and, and we just put all the parts and pieces together and we all dedicated our time to it. And um, we were a really good team. You know, we for a while there, we had a really good team and you were so good at nurturing the team. You really were. And I really appreciate that. I had a great team to nurture. <laughs> But I always felt that I always felt there's there's power in numbers and working together and using everybody's strengths from all different personality types all brought something to the table that the other person couldn't do. Mm -hmm. And we had such a great team because everybody recognized that and everybody had a great attitude about it and everyone wanted to help each other. And that's why we did so well. That's why California came out and looked at what we were doing. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, look at look at what Kevin's still doing even today. You know, that dude is still rocking it out. And uh, I've kind of lost track of a few of our of our other cohorts from that time. But I look at you and, you know, you, you jump back into an industry that you are very good at numbers and, and relationships and being able to to put the two together. You know, and even after we were all finished with Primerica, you know, you went on and made your own investment company and, and you just were a rock star there for a while. And once again, I fell on bad times and you and Kevin brought me in and tried to help me. But I it was it, it, timing or whatever. It just didn't work out. But the point is, you still took me in again. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And so everyone understands, full disclosure, I lived in Vicky's garage for like two years. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's pretty funny. It, it, it was and it was a perfect storm situation. You know, we we sold the house and we had a house that we were supposed to move into. All of us roommates and everything. That's and right. That, uh, house didn't work out so well. So we were literally homeless for like two weeks. And um, I remember I walked in the office and no, 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 no. I called you. I called you because we had oh, yeah, something or, or something coming up. And I said, uh, uh, and you're like, okay, Dale, what's going on? Because you and I had a pretty tight relationship. I mean, we, yeah. we spent a lot of time together and you're like, okay, what's going on, dummy? Something's, something's <laughs> not Okay. I and I told you, you're like, well, we, we just come crash with us. 
And that I truly appreciate. And that was a, a lifesaver because I was going to sleep in my car for a couple of weeks. So it was summertime. No, 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 no. So I would have been okay. <laughs> not ideal. No, not ideal. Not ideal. But, you know, and the other thing also, Vicki, is problem solving and taking on challenges. You know, you as the boss of that insanely growing program, you know, um, and when we made the move over from that, that strip mall over to the big office, and I just remember you pulling us all in and saying, okay, here's what we're doing. We're making this commitment and we're going to stick with it until it succeeds or it fails. And that was one of the first times I had hit, I had experienced just true in business, true stick to is like, this is the course. This is where we're going. You better get on it or get off period. <laughs> there, there is no in between. And I remember spending insanely long days remodeling <laughs> that office. It was so awesome. It was you, so much fun. It, it was and, yeah. Well, and, and you were like, listen, this is what we're doing. We don't have the finances to do it right. So we're going to do it ourselves. And this is the process and we're going to have ownership. And it wasn't, it, there was never a negativity to it. There was never a, Hey, we can't do this. It's like, this is what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to do it. And I mean, we did the, we did everything. We did everything. Yeah, we did. Whether we were supposed to do it or not, we did everything. <laughs> And you know what? That whole thing, you want to talk about pride in and in, in having ownership. I think truly and honestly, Vicky, I think that's the first time I truly understood ownership in business. Not owning a business, ownership, ownership. in business. Yep, absolutely. Does that absolutely. make sense? Well, if any time... Because I know that's how what motivates me. If I feel like I'm part of a business, if I feel like I have some ownership in that business, I take pride in what I do and I want to just do everything to make that business successful. And I think people in general want to do that. And I think that I think that's the problem in with a lot of businesses nowadays mm -hmm. is their employees just feel like a number. The businesses and there was a study that was done I, and I can't remember who did it and it, it was it was a it was a book that was written too about who is the who are the most important people in your organization. The people that are on the front line. You need to treat them right, treat them like they're ownership in the company. They're the ones that are bringing you all the customers. You know, those are the ones that you need to pay well, treat right, make them feel like they're part of the business, that they're part owners in that business and your, and your company will flourish. That's why Costco has done so well, because that's what they do versus, well, Walmart has done okay too, but they're, they have very different business models. Absolutely. And is that a management versus leadership model? Exactly. You know, I, 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 I Uber a lot of um, all sorts of kind of people and I'm a conversationalist. So I'm wanting to know about them. I'm wanting to learn about them in that short amount of time. And it's, it's very intriguing to me to listen to people who truly enjoy what they're doing and they have ownership in their business versus those who are just punching a clock. Yep. 
And <clears throat> of course, I'm trying to delve in a little bit. I'm trying to pick a little bit to find out why. And majority of the time, it's well, the manager doesn't give two craps about me, or they don't listen to me, or the scheduling's messed up, or I don't understand why they're doing X, Y, Z. And it comes down to leadership versus management. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if they, there's so many good ideas that people have out there. I think you've got to listen to what people, their input, especially when they're the ones out in the ranks out doing all the work. They're seeing what needs to be done. They have value. Their opinions have mm. value. And management needs to listen to them. It doesn't mean they have to do everything. But I think hearing what they have to say, truly hearing what they have to say, is so beneficial for the company, for them. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I remember sitting in your office, you know, well, let me let me rephrase that, barging into your office or crashing <laughs> your office. And you're like, God, I got to get work done. And I remember many times sitting down and be like, okay, I got this idea. This is what we're going to do. Blah, 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 blah. And you would listen. And then you would very politely say, no, not going to do that. Here are the reasons why. Now get out of my office. And yet <laughs> there would be other times when like Kevin and I would walk in. We're like, okay, we got this idea. This is what we want to do. Okay, run it. See where it goes. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, then cool. We'll go back to what we know. And you know, you, you were saying uh, businesses, uh, that's one of the reasons why Southwest has become as successful as it is, as an airline, is that they literally give their employees the opportunity to make adjustments. Mm -hmm. And if it makes sense, then they will implement that company-wide and give uh, uh, credibility to that person. I remember one story that... Um, I remember all the details, but basically on the baggage line, uh, there was, they were having some, it would jam up in back behind the wall, you know, it, it jam up and jam up and it would cause damage to, to baggage and, and slow down everything. It was a big issue. Well, um, I don't remember what airport the, the guy was. He was just a guy that worked behind the wall. Nobody knew him. And he figured out, what the issue was, it was the longer luggages, like the golf bags and the ski bags and things like that, were jamming up in this one particular place. He took a piece of sheet metal, extended the corner around a little bit, riveted it together, and it fixed all the problems. So now they didn't have any jam ups. The company implemented that company wide, gave him the, the credit for it, and that saved them hundreds of thousands of dollars in the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. So, and but let me ask you this because you've been around big businesses, small businesses in you know in more than I have. At what, I, I've always been curious, and I've asked this question of a lot of people. At what point? At what growth point? At what saturation point? I don't know. At what point do companies go from? We are a family. We are a company to now here's the bureaucracy and the the mitigation processes and the SOPs. And where where does that get lost? Um, honestly, I think companies get greedy and they get away from their roots a lot of times. And um, they think they just forget who brought them there and how they got there. 
but I think the key issue is greed. And remember, I always used to say, I don't know if you remember me telling you this, but get the green out of your eyes yeah. when you're talking yeah. to someone. Um, don't look at someone like their money. Yep. You need to look at them like they're a person. It's not about how much money you're going to make off of them or how much money they're going to make for you. It's about you helping them. Yep. And yep. every time somebody got green in their eyes when they were looking at someone, their business started going south. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying that all big businesses have done that uh, by any means, but um, I, I think the companies that are truly successful are the ones that continue with their roots and continue in the family type um, setting. I mean, I... Yes, there comes a point when you have to go corporate and you have to start making those decisions, but you can still keep the um, culture of your business family oriented, I think. And there have been some very successful businesses have, that have done that. So, yeah. Well, I, I like using Winco as a great example. You yes, know, that's another good example. Right there in, in Idaho. I wish we had them out here. I so when we went back and visited, we went into Winco down in Twin Falls. <laughs> right. And uh, I was like, oh, I miss Winco. You know, <laughs> that's the first out here, store I went to when I came back from North Dakota. Yeah, people out here, they're like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I don't right. get it. But it, it's an employee owned company. Yes. You know, yeah. there, there aren't shareholders there aren't you know it's an employee-owned company and so they they make that costco is another great example they're not employee-owned but the management the ownership put their people first and yes. that's why they have probably one of the lowest turnover rates of yes. any box store and yes. warehouse program there is period yeah yeah and their employees are happy when you go in there i mean they yeah. really are um and winco i mean they've you should see how much they're growing out here. It's crazy. There's Winco's going up everywhere. That's awesome. And I think it's awesome. Yeah, it absolutely is. You know, I, I had a friend back before I understood all of this. I had a friend that started working at Costco and I was like, Costco, <laughs> you know, once you get a real job, right? <laughs> showing my ignorance. I, I didn't know any different. Shoot. It's been 18, 20 years now and she's still working there and she yeah. loves it as much today. As she did when she first started. I'm like, that. that's a win. That is a win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the rest of us in life, we've changed shit like 15 times during that <laughs> campaign. Maybe that's just that's me. Okay. I think that's just me. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. You're doing great. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to be when I grow up. Uh, I'm not sure what that is yet. You may just, you may do that the rest of your life, but that's okay. That's all right. You know what? <laughs> and it's funny, Vicky. I'm just now, and I'm not I'm not there yet, but I'm just now becoming okay with that. You know, you know where I came from. You know where yeah. you know the 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 Idaho period, but then you go to rural Idaho, and it's it's even more so. Is that go to college, get an education, get a good job, stay in the job, you know, but I was raised as a farmer. Farmers don't do that. I was raised as a rancher. Ranchers don't, don't work that way. And that internal conflict has been an issue for me since is I can't stay at a job for more than six months or I start breaking things. It, it, it doesn't work for me. And moving as a military wife is the same thing. You know, you're, you're not staying somewhere for a very long time. And I think I'm just now 
No one ever accused me of being quick. I think I'm just now becoming okay with that. You know? There's nothing wrong with being you. I'm exactly the same way. I don't do the J-O-B either, but I was raised that you need to go to school and do this and do that. And I never could conform to that. And I, like you, kept thinking something was wrong with me. But you know what? There is nothing wrong with me. I am who I am. And um, once I think once you start embracing who you are and your strengths, you'll be successful. But what does success mean anyway? Yeah. It's it's not what it means, what it means to you, not what it means to the world. And right. it's right. it's a term that I think is used carelessly. I agree. I agree. You know, because societal success, family success, community success, what, what does that mean? And, you know, my I, I am married. We talked about this before. You know, I married up. There's there. There's no discussion. <laughs> there's no argument. I married up. And, He's a lucky lady. Uh, you know, and I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of my wife. I, I brag on her every single day. And being that I have a captive audience in my Uber, uh, you know, daily, I get to brag <laughs> on my wife all the time. And, and, and people get to know that she she kicks ass. And that is also I'm not so part of the other issue is and you and I I think this was part of our conversation years and years back too was that growing up in a traditional country setting the man is the provider of the family you know um, and that's not a sexist thing that's not a that's not a bigotry no, thing that's right. just that's a cultural thing is right. that, you know, or even biblical, if you want to go that deep, you know, is that it's our responsibility to provide for the family. Well, I'm not. I am not the breadwinner in our family. I am, I, I don't provide that for our family. My wife does. And I'm not saying that it's bad, but it has challenged that belief system in me. Right. You know, and, and I know that you had the opposite side of that for many years is that you were the breadwinner. You were the provider for the family for a very, very long time. And I remember having some conversations of the pushback that you've got, you got at that time oh, yeah. on the opposite side. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Not accepted. I think it's, it's more accepted now than it was, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just a, it's just a cultural change. It in is. The belief systems. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I can only imagine at that time, I mean, granted, it was 20 years ago. That doesn't seem that long, but a lot of lot can change. A lot has changed. You were you were uber successful. You were you were financially successful. You were you had a great business that you built. You you're you're amazing looking. You're very beautiful woman. (laughs) You're very you're very outstanding, outgoing. You're very demanding, not in a bad way, but you you know what you want. You're going to get it. And. I could see, I, I remember sitting at kitchen tables, you know, it, for those of you guys don't know what Primerica was and is, it's still around, um, is that you go to, finan- we were financial advisors, basically, for lack of a better term, and we would go to people's houses and we would talk to them about everything, their house, their finances, their budget, their investments, their kids' college, everything. And we'd sit at their table and talk about these very, very personal things. And I remember sitting at tables, especially when we went up to Salmon. That was that was a trip. Holy crap. Is that, you know, I was 20, 21. 
So I'm talking to people my grandparents' age about what they should use do with their money. And then here's Vicky, who's dressed to the nines, very professional, very beautiful, very aggressive in what she knows, but she's very good at talking to people. And I just remember people sitting at the table like, who are you and why are you even talking to me? (laughs) And that alone was such, that was a pride issue for me, for one, because I was young and I I had a, I, I have um, a stupid temper. Um, I don't know if you remember any of those conversations. No, not at all. Huh? Not at all. Not <laughs> Dale. Stop. Shut your mouth. Why are you? No. You know, but it was such a um, interesting time, I guess, for me personally in in the growth that I had in such a short period of time. You know. Do you remember, do you remember, sorry, real quick, I'm all about stories. Do you remember when we, okay, so we were up in Salmon, and this is a conversation that I've been having with a lot of people, and I've been using this as an example, is that I've, I'm working through my money issues, this, this personal issue that I, I have with money, that a lot of us have with money. This, you know, money's bad, and money's evil, and, you know, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a good thing, right? So right. the community that I grew up in had, is very looks down on money. It really does. If you have money, then you're not part of the community. And so that's how I grew up. Mm-hmm. So I'm just recognizing why I haven't been as financially successful as I should be because I've got this issue, right? Well, I was actually talking to Juan. Juan was on here with us a second ago, and I was talking to him about this. And there's a specific time that you and I went up to Salmon and we went to um, the Lost, no, the Lewis and Clark Inn right up from North Fork. I don't even remember. Yeah, so I we remember. went in to talk to the, to the owners and there was a dude sitting at the bar and I'm in shirt and tie. You're in your pantsuit because uh, I don't think I've ever seen you in a dress. So you're in your <laughs> pantsuit. And uh, dresses are for girls. So... <laughs> I'm a professional. So we're sitting there at the bar and this dude that is not a local, he, he, he was, he was a, you know, he came in, um, he was a transplant. That's what I'm trying to say. He's sitting there and he was eyeballing us and he was eyeballing us and he was eyeballing us. And I looked at him, I was like, can I help you? How you doing? And he, and he, with the, and I remember this, like it's printed right here. He kind of sneers at me and he's like, well, you know what? It's people like you were trying to keep out of here. Oh, my God. I, I remember that now. <laughs> right. I It took everything in my being not to just bust his nose at that moment because <laughs> the thing that was going through my mind was, and this is a movie moment, do you know who I am? <laughs> that's what went through my mind i'm like i'm a maxwell my family's been here for three generations how dare you judge me that's what went through my mind if you remember i i stood up and i walked out the door yeah i stood up and i walked out the really door good. because i was pissed i was gone <laughs> and it's it's so interesting how moments like that kind of solidify these crazy BS thoughts that we have. 
about ourselves. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but you did real. Yeah, and at that moment, I was just like, oh, you know. But anyway, anyway. So, how have you? Now, here's something I gotta ask you: is you know, you came from from small town Idaho as well. Mm-hmm. Not as small as you, but yes. True. <laughs> true. I mean, what North Fork has a population of? I think they're up to seven now. Seven. I think, I think they're up to seven okay. now. Nice. Um, okay. They were eight, but the dog died. Idaho is the fastest growing state in the nation. So. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it is. Wow, that's exciting. It's sad at the same time. I, I know. I know. Um, how did you overcome that for you? You know, we're we're talking entrepreneurs, we're talking business people, we're talking small town kids like myself, and we're also talking women. How how did you how did you break through that? How how did you go from where you were to when I met you, you were top of the freaking game. And I'm sure in your business now you're on the way to the top of the game. How 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 did you do that? Honestly, I never thought about it really. I mean, I was very fortunate. My mom always pushed me um, to be I the best. Mom, by the way. I know. I love my mom too. <laughs> um, but she always pushed me to be the best. And I tell you, um, if I didn't get an A plus in school, if I got an A or an A minus, she said, you could do better. You could do better. And I never, um, I kind of resented her for that a little bit, but now as an adult, I look back and I'm glad she did that because I never looked at myself as being a small person from a small town or a, per, or a female in business. I mean, I, I obviously I knew I was a female in a man's world, but I just never, when I'm talking to people, I, I don't, I don't look at it that way. I just, I only see myself being where I want to be and I don't let what other people think of me. I mean, yes, it influences you to a certain degree, but it just, it, it was like, didn't penetrate, I guess. I guess I got a really thick skull and I just never thought that I would be anything but who I was going to be or that I was going to be number one with Primerica. It never dawned on me that I would never not make it to the top. Not once. I just right. thought that's where I was going to be because I thought that's what I was supposed to do because I had to be my best and I knew my best was being at the top. And, and that came from my mom and, and, you know, I've gone through some hard times just like everyone else has, but you know, I'm, I'm back to where I just don't see myself being anywhere, but the absolute top, it doesn't dawn on me to be anything else. And I think you just um, have to envision yourself where you want to be. You have to figure out what that is. You have to figure out, um, where you want to be. And, and that's what you focus on. You don't focus on the other stuff. And yes, it comes in and yes, it gets you down. And yes, you, you feel blue, but it really just doesn't last very long. Cause I get up and think, okay, well, I got to do my best or I'm going to get in trouble. Um, right. <laughs> so, and, and honestly, that's just stuck with me my whole life. It's even to this day and I'm sure it will, it always will. So I, I remember, I remember situations and I don't remember the specifics, but I remember, you know, I remember people, you know, dogging on you or, you know, things happening or whatever. And I remember sitting in your office, you're just like, not in these specific words, but basically you're just like, they can kiss my ass moving on. You know, there was no, there was no, we didn't dwell on it. We did. We, if there was a fire, we put it out, we moved on. 
Yeah, fix it. Fix it and move on. Exactly. And and I truly appreciate that lesson. I, I really truly appreciate that lesson because it's 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 helped me a lot. You know, through everything that I've I've done is don't dwell on it. You know, dwelling on it just magnifies it in our own minds and then that complicates everything else. Well, you're putting all your energy into dwelling on something negative instead of putting all your energy into making you get to your goal, whatever your goal is. Right. And everybody's goals are different and it's okay to have different goals. Um, just don't waste your energy dwelling on something that doesn't need to take your energy. Like I said, I'm not saying I don't do that, but I always come back to that and and go, okay, yeah, I'm taking a lot of my energy and a lot of my effort that is good stuff that I could be using. If I put all of that energy into accomplishing my goals, I'm going to be successful in my in my own mind to reach my own goals. Right. You know, and you make a very valid point. A good buddy of mine, Mark Stevanis, you would love Mark. Mark Mark's good people. You know, he does a fair amount of coaching, and, and his thing is, is Unfortunately, there's been a lot of coaching or a lot of suggestions that you ignore the negative. You 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 leave it alone. And I, I kind of like his philosophy is you don't ignore it because it's real. Mm-hmm. It, it is real. It is here. Yeah. It's in our face. And if we sit on it too long, then it just blows up. He's like, his thing is give it 15 minutes. Allow, give it its time. If something really bad just happened or something, give it its time. Yeah. Allow it, process it, go scream in the bathroom, give it 15 minutes, and then be done with it. Absolutely. Be done with it. Because I have had, and I'm working on this as well, I'm working on a lot of crap, um, is I can allow things to fester. I can allow things to sit because I was always taught you sit on it. You, you just you just shove it down. You just uh-huh. you know leave it be. And then, yeah, it does turn into something and you can't get away from it. It's always there. You know, whereas if you just deal with it. Right. Fix it. It's done. Just fix it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, husband. Go ahead. My husband always laughs because uh, my son is that way. And I, he's, he's always amazed when he's around my kids to see, he laughs because he says, there's so much like him. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said, um, Brian, Brian just, he always just wants to fix it. He doesn't, he doesn't dwell on it. He doesn't ignore the problem, but he's like, okay, what's the problem? Okay. So how are we going to fix it? And I thought, well, if I've done accomplished nothing else in my life, at least I accomplished that. He doesn't dwell on the negative. His life is all about fixing stuff and he's done very, very well. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, I think that's a guy thing as well. You know, I think a lot of it is we are problem solvers and that's an issue between my wife and I, because I'm like, okay, what's the problem? There is no problem. I want to vent. Well, you're venting about something that's a problem. So I want to fix the problem so we don't have to vent. Right. (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm a slow study, Vicky. I'm a slow study and I'm getting better, but you know, um, so I don't want to take up your whole morning and, and I really appreciate this. And, and I can tell stories about us and you and, and everything that you've done for, for hours and hours and hours, but you know, in your successes, you know, you've had some downtimes and uptimes as we all have. And, and the thing that I'm super, super proud of you and I'm super uh, just excited is that you did pick yourself up. You know, you didn't allow it to just beat you down. You stayed down. 
you know, and, and I apologize for not keeping track of you better over the years, but life happens, you know. <clears throat> what are some of your, I mean, how, what are some of your pieces of advice for those of us that, that get our teeth kicked in on how to get back up? You know, what did you do to get back up when, you know, shit went sideways? Well, honestly, um, I allowed myself to feel sad about it, you know, and again, we don't dwell on stuff because you don't want to put your energy towards that. But I think you have to validate that you feel bad, that you're frustrated, that you're irritated or whatever, that you're you it, things didn't turn out the way you wanted to. But again, you can't dwell on that. Um, and honestly, you want to get specific about how I get myself out of something. If, if I'm down and I'm feeling bad, I just sit down and I start making that list and I just start writing stuff down, random stuff all over the board, just to get my mind geared back into going the right direction again. And, and then I start organizing my thoughts and then I start categorizing them and you know and then if I don't know what else to do and I'm super frustrated that day I just start with number one even if it's nothing important I just do it and then I go to number two and then I go to number three and then all of a sudden I'm starting to go back in the direction that I want to go um and I just repeat, repeat, repeat. And oftentimes I don't end up, especially when I'm in a, in a life-changing event, um, it, it, I end up going in a completely different direction than I thought I was going to ultimately end up going. But guess what? I went that direction. Right. And, um, and, and eventually I found my way to what made sense and I'm, and I'm up and running again. But I, I think sometimes people just get the wind knocked out of their sails and they're so busy floundering. And again, not that I haven't floundered. I certainly have done that um, as we all have. And I, and I think it's valid, but um, you just have to go back to kind of like what we talked about with businesses. You got to go back to what made you be successful in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that's what helps me is just getting back and getting grounded again and starting fresh. And sometimes you got to get grounded, regrounded every single day <laughs> until you're, you know, going again. So I would say that's probably what. That's awesome. And I love the listing and I totally forgot all of your lists. Oh my Lord. I've never, I've never met anyone that wrote as many notes and doodled and <laughs> then you, I've, I totally just remember that as soon as you said that, I, was, I just remember notebooks upon notebooks of just doodles. And and when I first met you, it irritated me. To be honest with you, it irritated me because we'd be sitting there having a conversation. You know, we'd be talking and I'd be talking. You'd be like, la, 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 la. This is my perception. La, 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 la. I'm doodling uh, a sun over here. I'm like, hello, I'm right here. I'm talking. <laughs> Why are you not paying attention to me? But I, I see that. that that's your energy. That's, you know, you that's how you focus yeah. and, and, and because you are so quick, you are so insanely quick and and your mind is so much further beyond where we are at this moment that you have to bring yourself down. Yeah. And I soon realized that I'm like, Oh, okay. But when I first met you, I'm like, this chick's just being rude. You know, <laughs> I had no idea. 
I'll have to remember that. Yeah. I just, I'm, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah, it's only 20 years late, but you know. Well, okay. Yeah. If you think of anything else, be sure to let me know. <laughs> all right. We'll do. We'll do. Uh, I have nothing. That, that's all I got. Um, no, but see, here's the thing though, is on that same thread, I have to do the same thing in conversation is um, I usually have my keys in my pocket or, or a couple, couple uh, coins in my pocket. And because <clears throat> for whatever reason, I can predict where a conversation is going. Nine times out of ten, if we're having just a, a cordial conversation, I kind of already know what you're going to say before you say it. I don't know why. It's just it's one of my things. <clears throat> so back in the day, and I don't know if you're – I was learning this when I was working with you, is that I, I would interrupt people. I'd say, yeah, 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 I know where you're going with this. This is this, this and this and this. Well, that's just rude. That, that's just <laughs> – you know, telling people what they're already going to say just because I wanted to get the conversation moving to, to my speed. Well, what I finally had to do is I, I, I would put my hand in my pocket and I would play with something in my pocket to bring my mind's eye back down. And honestly, every once in a while, I, I'm only thinking about whatever it is I'm, I'm playing with in my pocket because I already know what's going to be said. And that sounds pompous and arrogant, but it, 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 it is, you know. So then that way I'm slowing myself down. So then that way we're on the same pace. Right. And and that makes sense. But for a while there, dude, people were just like, God, that guy's a prick, you know, because I keep interrupting <laughs> and I'd, I'd tell people, and it used to drive Brandon just freaking bonkers because I'd tell her what she was going to say before she said it. And yeah, that didn't work out so well. Okay. She got you straightened out. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, big stick. Takes a big stick. Okay. <laughs> so all right kiddo I, I i need to let you go i really appreciate you and i, I want to say thank you so very much for taking me in for taking brandon and me in for taking all of us rejects when we first started there you know brian and kevin and and all of us and and shaping us and, and giving us skill sets that that i don't you know because here's the thing I don't know if I would have went, there's no way in heck I would have ever thought of myself as a financial advisor, you know, or, a, uh, you know, whatever from, because of where I came from, you know, and you taking us in, taking me in and giving me that confidence and making me do a bunch of stuff that I absolutely did not want to do, like opening up a phone book and making 200 calls a day. Wasn't that awesome? No. It was no. great. It was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, you love watching us do it. <laughs> I did it too. <laughs> I only had to do what I did. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing: is that uh, I think I, I think I told you like I'm done after like a week. <laughs> I'm I'm like, I think you did. No, I, I think we had to change the course. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> but what it did was. It, it really showed me what I didn't want to do the way I didn't want to do things. It gave me motivation to go out and start eyeballing people, um, you know, doing things differently because I was like, I, I'm done doing this. No, I'm, I'm not spending six hours a day making 200 phone calls a day. I'm not doing it. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it wasn't successful because it was, you know, it, it build the funnel. Um, but you made me do things that I wouldn't have chosen to do. And that gives me the opportunity today to tell people that, you know what? 
when people start bitching and moaning, I'm like, you know, there's harder ways of doing this. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Just saying. You're going to have to keep you on the phone for six hours at a phone book. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's harder ways of doing it. So if you want to do it the hard way, then let's go do that. If not, then change your attitude kind of thing. So, but thank you, Vicki. I appreciate thank you. Thank you, Dale. I've really enjoyed this. Yes. <laughs> it's good to catch Absolutely. up with you. Absolutely. So even though you told me no, like three times before I finally got you on the hook to do this. I told you, I don't really- Wow. Okay. I'm out of it. I don't know. I must've been thinking about something else. <laughs> hey, Vicki, do you want to do this? No. <laughs> well, you're being, it, you're being persistent. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. This has been well, great. Absolutely. And you and I are going to have to catch up a little bit more. I'm not going to allow another 20 years to go before we talk about anything again. Deal. Deal. Awesome. Deal. All right, everyone. Um, thank you for hanging out with us. If nothing else, it was a great nostalgic moment for me. If it didn't <laughs> appeal to anybody else, I really don't care. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing, guys. If uh, if you want to chat with me here on Kick Ashery, reach out to me. I'm I'm trying to fill the next month and a half, two months. This is going to be awesome. As a reminder, this afternoon, I'm going to do the next segment in my handshake talk over on the body language page, which is something that Vicki also helped me through because I was learning a lot of that and implementing that into business and sales. That was the first opportunity I was really able to take my body language stuff and put it into practical sales and business. And Vicki and I had a lot of long conversations about that. And she actually gave me the first platform to professionally present to the team and talk about the body language and the posturing and, and listening and all that stuff. So that's another thank you, Vicki, is giving me that opportunity to build that confidence to say that I, I did know something and I do know something. So I, I truly appreciate that. So guys, hit Vicki up. If you're in the Idaho area, go crash your pad. You know, where's your office? <laughs> Why not? Where's um, your office? We have two offices. One's in Eagle and one's down off of Bogus Basin Road. Just nice. right as you turn off the hill. Nice. Okay, so when we're finished here, put your, put your details down in the comments, please. Okay, I will. Please do. All right, everybody, have an amazing day. Vicki, thank you, thank you, thank you. Love you tons. And uh, guys, keep smiling because somebody needs it. Talk to you guys soon. Stick with me for just a minute.